Hey friends, this is Hannah Wedger, an agriculture teacher in St. Paul, Minnesota, land of 10,000 lakes. And I'm here to talk all things agriculture education related, curriculum, classroom management, FFA, career development events, SAEs, and whatever else you wanna hear about. It's basically me sharing chapters from my book of agriculture with all of you. So let's dig in. Hey, hey, hello friends. I am recording here in Anaheim, California. So I am bringing you the workshop that I presented here so you get to hear the audio version of it. Uh, the workshop is called Podca- Podcasting in Your Classroom. So just a little bit about me. I, knew I know I have some new listeners, um, but my name is Hannah Wedger, and I am an agriculture teacher at Highland Park High School, which is in St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, we just recently had a very large snowstorm um, that left northern Minnesota um, covered in about 24 inches of snow. So not like the weather we are having here in California. Um, I don't know that I've ever shared this with um, people on my podcast, but a little bit about my background and the program that I teach at. So I teach at Highland Park High School, which has about 1,300 students. It is one of seven students within, or seven students, seven schools, seven high schools um, within the St. Paul Public Schools School District. There are 67 different schools, um, but there are seven high schools, and we serve in the St. Paul Public Schools about 38,000 students. Uh, Within our district, we have 113 different language and dialects alone. Um, as far as my agriculture program goes, I have about 240 students a year um, that come through my program. It's a single person department, so it's just me. Uh, my average class size is about 38 per year or per class. And then I have uh, about 40 members in um, our FFA chapter. The program is seven years old and I have been there for five of them. So what I want you to do is just think about everything that you know about podcasts, okay? So just kind of let it um, go through your mind. What can you think about as far as podcasts? And then I want to give you some facts, some definitions, okay? So I bet you're wondering, like, okay, it's kind of a hard question. Like, what the heck is a podcast? So podcasting is a digital audio file made available on the internet for downloading to a computer or a mobile device. And a kind of interesting little factoid is the word podcast is um, derived from the combination of two words. So iPod and broadcast, and it was when people were originally listening listening to these broadcasts on Apple's iPods, and so they mushed the two together and got podcasts. So I want to fact check you again. I want you to think about these three things and try and come up with some numbers for them. So how many podcasts are there? How many episodes? And how many different languages? Are you ready for the answers? So there are 700 
thousand different podcasts out there. Uh, there are about 29 million episodes and a hundred different languages of um, podcast episodes. And one of those is mine. Obviously, you have found it here. Um, if you don't know why I started a podcast, you can go back to episode one and give it a listen. So I want to kind of get into the meat and potatoes. Why have your students podcast? So you might be wondering, like, why would I bring this into my classroom? Why would I have my students podcast? It seems a little bit difficult. I don't think they'll like it. So I have four, or I actually have five uh, different reasons for you. So the first one is it is a different way for them to show their learning. So you can really think about, like, I think in my classroom, we do um, a lot of ways of like visually showing what they've learned. So um, models and they do presentations and they do posters, uh, but podcasting allows them to use their voice to tell what they have learned and explain what they have learned. Um, and so and it kind of brings me into my second point of them being at that teaching level. So they are teaching the content uh, and we all know that when students are teaching, they have a better understanding of the content. And I believe they're at that teaching level because when I have students do it, I have them write a script. So they're writing out the stuff that they want to share um, and they want to explain, and then they're verbally expressing it as well. Um, another reason why I think it's good to have students do a podcast is this is not for all students, but it can be a really great creative outlet for some students. Some students really enjoy using their voice, um, and so you find that they get really creative with um, and, and their voice, and sometimes students get really creative with like the editing aspects of it as well. It can be a great practice for public speaking events or just public speaking in general. So students have to record themselves and then they can re-listen and reflect on what they've done. And so that can be a great way for those students who maybe are a little bit more nervous about public speaking, uh, maybe are just in general very new to it, can be a great step in for them. And the last one is it's a great language development strategy. So. Um, your English language students, one of the um, areas that they're tested in to receive like their EL score is, um, or their language development score is like verbal. Uh, and so it's great for them to have that practice. So those are my five reasons. So we now need to get into the meat and potatoes of it. So um, how do you implement this in your classroom? So the first thing is, well, and I have them in, in three R's, okay? So three R's, research, record, and reflect. So the first one, research, is where students um, are going to research in a couple of different ways. So the first thing that I have students do is I have them research podcasts and what different podcasts sound like. So I have four different podcasts that I recommend. The first one is Science Versus, and that one takes different science topics. Um, one of them is like, should like are plastic straws actually that bad? Uh, and then this woman goes through and goes through like pros and cons. She does a few different interviews, um, and so it really gives a 
good like overview of having a topic that may be controversial and showing both sides of it and then giving a final recommendation. Uh, Green and Growing Podcast is by our very own um, Miss Ag Teacher How To, Sarah Nursewick. And her podcast is just really impeccably done. Um, she's very poised when she speaks. She has a beautiful intro and outro uh, and just covers um, topics that are related to agriculture education. There's my podcast, which is called Egg with Miss Wedger and has just a different variety of things on it. And then the last one that I recommend is In the Dark. Um, it does have some topics that are a little bit more um, difficult to listen to sometimes. However, it is a really great journalistic podcast. Um, so students can hear what it sounds like to interview people, to go through information, and then to present that as well. So once students have done the research part of like what podcasts are and what they sound like, then I have them research uh, potential topics um, or ideas. And so I'll have them pick like five topics that they're interested in. And then I have them do just like a minute or two of research on each one of those. So that way they are making more of an informed decision about what their podcast is going to be about um, and how they think or how well they can research it um, and then I will sometimes just let them pick whatever one they're most interested in other times I will have students sign up for the sign up for them and they can't have any repeats or like duplicates in the class so it's really up to do up to you how you want them to do that and then when you think about research, the third thing there and, and final thing that I have them do is dig into whatever topic they, that they choose. And this is a really great time for you to bring in the school librarian. Um, that's what I do to have them or to have her teach about um, how to research and then how to use quality sources, um, how to write a thesis uh, statement how to um, just use our library resources in general, how to potentially find a book that they might want to use as a part of their podcast. And I usually give the students about a day to do like the initial what are podcasts and potential topics. And then I give them um, anywhere from a day to three days to do the research on like the actual topic of whatever they, whatever they chose. So the next thing that I have them do, the second R, is record. So I always require students to have a script. I find that they are saying um last, they're covering the content that they should be instead of rambling on. Um, they hit their time mark that they need to. Uh, and overall, it just seems like a better, more co higher quality uh, product that they're providing. Um, if you think about it, if they're writing out a script and then also verbally saying it, they're processing that information multiple times. So we hope that they retain that information a little bit more because of that. It's important to talk to your students about tone and speed when you are um, first kind of introducing recording to them. Uh, so make sure the, the biggest one is just explaining to them like what monotone is and sounds like um, and how to avoid that. And then also speed. I find that students, when they're first recording themselves, oftentimes will speak really quickly. Uh, and so I think it's important for them to just have the reminder that they should be speaking slower when they are um, 
having a brain fart <laughs> when they're recording. Uh, I also talk about the place of recording. So the stairwell and hallway is not the greatest place to record. I always try them try to have them record someplace where there is um, like stuff to absorb echoes. So in their bedroom, on their bed, or in the library where there's some books to like um, suck up the echo, or even in a room with carpet is better in a room without carpet, those types of things. Uh, I have not found any significant difference between like different microphones and stuff like that. Our students are, um, we're a one-to-one district with iPads, and we have found that the iPad microphone um, works just as great as like a microphone that you plug in, if not better. Um, I record all of my podcasts on my phone, so um, really you can can figure out whatever works best for you and your district. I am assuming most of your students' phones would probably have a pretty good microphone on them. I do not really go over how to edit. Um, so I let students use whatever app um, they would like to to record. And so I have seen students use iMovie, GarageBand, Schoology, um, and then a variety of other apps to record. I initially, when I did this, I did like a whole day on like how to edit in GarageBand, and it ended up that only two or three students used GarageBand. So now I just leave it open um, that they can use whatever app that they would like, and I just make sure like the biggest thing is for them to not play music in the background throughout the whole entire podcast and the rest I kind of leave up to them. You'll have some students that really get into like editing and adding sound effects and some students that just will simply record their voice and submit it. So uh, one last thing to talk about with recording is this is a great way for students to acknowledge the sources that they used in the podcast. So students can either say like, According to NPR News, blah, 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 blah. And that's kind of like their works cited or their bibliography, um, like verbally. <laughs> um, so they're giving credit to whoever they're getting that information from. Uh, another thing that I have students do is at the very end of their podcast, I just have them say um, like a, a special thanks to... NPR News and Chick-fil-A for their input on blah, 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 blah. So that's just another thing to do when students are recording. The last R that I have is reflect. So I have students self-grade their, um, their podcast. So this allows them to listen to their podcast and kind of get some feedback or um, be able to critique themselves a little bit and how they spoke, how they presented their information, all of that. Um, I also have students fill out a reflection sheet. So this allows them to reflect on their learning, how they learned, was it um, a good way for them to learn or did they dislike it? Um, What was their impact? How well did they communicate the content? And were they successful in communicating that content to their peers or do they believe they were not successful? So the last thing that I want to talk about is potential roadblocks, like things that you might run into that could be difficult or may um, impact your students and um, 
their success with podcasting. So the first one that I've heard, this is not in my case, but the first one that I've heard is that school districts have no access to, to technology. So they don't have computers or iPads and students are not allowed to use their phones. So just two things that I thought of is, one, you could still have students write out a podcast script um, and they are still processing the information that way. They're still writing it down in a way that they might present it to others. The other thing that I thought that you could do, and I'm not quite sure how it would work out because I've not tried it, uh, but you could have them recite or do like live podcasts in the class. Uh, and one thing just to be aware of is that it could potentially be uncomfortable for some students, but it could really be exciting and beneficial for students as well. Uh, another potential roadblock is that it can be a longer assignment, so it makes it difficult for some students to stay focused. And I have a few of these kiddos right now. So what I have done is I created a daily check-in sheet um, and it allows me to write the due dates of each thing. So for like their initial investigation, I give them one day uh, and then I sign off on it once they're done at the end of that day. Um, for their research, I give them a few days and each day I will go around and say, show me where you're at, let me sign off. And so that has seemed to help um, help me kind of catch those kiddos that are falling behind or struggling. And it also uh, allows those other kiddos to see me coming around the room and making sure that they're getting their work done and staying on task. Another thing that can potentially help with that is making it a partner project and having um, kind of that accountability of another person. Um, we all know that that can potentially be dangerous as well, uh, but it is something that can potentially work with the right kiddo. Students with limited vocabulary. So this is like one thing that when I initially started this, I was like, crap, this is going to be difficult. But I found it to be actually really beneficial for my English language students and also my special education students. So um, my English language learners. So I will either have them... Um, write out the script in English and speak it in their native language or have them write out the script in their native language and speak it in English. And either way, it's a really great way to practice the English language. Um, so I just recently had a student who asked if she could write the script in English but still speak in the native language. She's a level one student, very um, new to Minnesota. And so she decided that she was gonna do that and it was fabulous. Um, for special education students who might have limited vocabulary or might just be difficult in general uh, for them to complete, um, I will make a variety of different um, modifications and accommodations for them. So you could potentially make like the podcast requirements be shorter, time requirements. You might provide them with like the main topics um, and then they can go in and get, like, find additional supporting topics or supporting um, information. You might figure out uh, or provide them with sentence structures. So, hi, my name is Javi, and I am here from the Egg in the Classroom podcast today. So that they have something to start off with or to kind of go off of. You also might do or provide them with part of the research, and so then they are just producing the script. 
So with special education students, you really want to figure out like what is your end goal. Do you want them to complete the research part of it? Do, is your goal to have them do the speaking part of it and then kind of modify and, co- and accommodate from there? And then the last thing is students who dislike the sound of their voice. Uh, So I have one student that um, has been experiencing some difficulties in hearing the sound of his voice and just really dislikes the sound of his voice. Uh, And so we talked about um, maybe him just writing a script and he said, I might be able to do some more. Is it okay if I record but no one else listens to it because oftentimes in my class I will have I'll have everyone record and then people listen to each other's um, and I said absolutely yep you can do the script just record and I will be the only one that listens to it perfectly fine um, and so you'll have to just kind of work with that student whoever it might be um, to figure out what works best for them um, our school district does not allow us to post any um, why can't I think? <laughs> this has been a long week, you guys. Our school district does not allow us to post any of these to the um, like publicly, uh, but we are allowed to share them on our Schoology page or like classroom website, uh, and so that's what we do to share one another's. Um, if you have any questions about this, please, please let me know. I do have a podcast resource for this. It's just a podcast package that has the investigating the topics. It has a script outline, a sample script. Uh, it kind of has directions as far as like steps to go through. Uh, and it also has a rubric and reflection sheet with it on teacher paid teachers. And you can just search Hannah Wedger and you should be able to find it there. Um, if you are listening to this before December 31st, January 1st, um, 2019, 2020, um, I will be providing that, um, that little podcast package for free um, as my add-on or takeaway for my Germanate session, which will be podcasting in your classroom. So um, if you are interested in heading to Germanate and getting a little bit more information um, and getting the resources that go along with this, you can go to um, my Instagram page and click on the link in the bio and then use the code WEDGER20 to get $5 off your registration. And I am just one of 30 some presenters for Germinate um, or 30 some sessions for Germinate, I believe. And so um, Germinate, if you do not know, is a virtual agriculture teacher conference that will be happening um, January 1st through the 5th. So, uh, it's something to check out. If you want more information, you can send me an email at agwithmisswedger at gmail.com. Or again, you can just message me on Instagram at Mrs. Wedger. So either of those places are a great, great place to start. Um, I am also on Facebook, Egg with Miss Wedger. And then you are listening to my podcast already, which is awesome. So Again, if you have any other questions, I would love to hear from you. I hope 
you all are enjoying your day and we will chat soon. You just finished listening to Egg with Miss Wedger, where I'm sharing chapters from my book of agriculture with each of you. I hope you enjoyed listening and learned a little bit more about our topic for today. Visit my Instagram at Mrs. Wedger to follow along on my daily journey as an agriculture teacher, a wife, and a mama at two. If you have any questions or ideas on topics you want me to dig in and cover, or if you, yeah you, want to be a guest, you can send me an email at eggwithmisswedger at gmail.com. I hope you have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye everybody.